Hello everybody and welcome to another alt gaming podcast number five from Fee. It's for October. There's something we're a little bit late actually, sorry, it's the 15th. But um hope you're all well and you've you're settled, you're in your car on your way to work, or you're in the bath, touching your uh, in having a beer, anything <laughs> at all, and you're ready to enjoy uh an hour or so with us and today we've got Vivermord and Eddie hi guys hello hello uh, and we've got yeah October's been it's winding up the end of end of September October it's Christmas season everything's happening you know so but we, we we've tried to just pick out some of our highlights mm. I think um, and one awesome bit of gossip I suppose really is all it is gossip is that no Man's Sky, and he's getting sued, and where's Sean Murray, and it's all kicking off, basically, isn't it? Well, yeah, I think from the last podcast that we did was all about our kind of... Do, have we played it by then, or was it our just sort of... Oh, band? yeah, loads. We were trying to save it. Like, what could they do to patch it to make it good, we were saying? Yeah. Because it's fucking shit. And, well, and now it's gone, just gone too far from lack of communication from them at all. Just, it's gone completely quiet, hasn't it? But yeah. you can imagine that if someone was just storming you to that level every day and you see the steam review it's like you know the worst review i think i've ever seen of a game on steam and you'd just be like shit what have i done especially like the kind of like person that sean murray is as well i can imagine him just fucking climbing into his little hole or something <laughs> i was really surprised at the lack of communication i don't think i would have left such a scathing review on steam if i if they'd said things and come out with it and admitted something maybe taken some liability on board there's been literally nothing at all they put, zero. They put tweets out and they have a website about patches really which contains no. patch notes okay in, which most is bug fixing really mm, of which there are many yeah. i i dumped a load of mods on it to see if i could make it you know better but it's still just you know you can't polish a turd man you can't it's you can mod it all you like but i, I still i feel like it's it's gone beyond and i yeah. i for one i'm out yeah i'm out um i sent them an email before mm. I wrote my review on Steam to give them a chance to... Back to my pen of rage. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did, I did. My quill, it was dipped in venomous ink. <laughs> my parchment was sent forthwith. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, I would, I, you know, it was, it was a to-the-point email, but they didn't respond at all. They didn't even say, auto-office reply, you know, we're out of the office at the moment, spending all our money in the fucking Barbados. They didn't say anything. They just ignored my email. So I was like, well, fine, you get a shit review then. I mean, it's just... And the lawsuit, so the trailers were misleading. Mm, that's right. But they were the, as well, weren't they? They really were. Even now, even now, if you They're go still to the same. Yeah, <laughs> like the UI's different. All the monsters are like Giant amazing. Giant creatures going fleet stuff going. Yeah, it's whack, man. None of it's there, is it? <clears throat> no. The whole center of the galaxy thing as well was a bit threw me a little bit because I thought there's going to be something really interesting there maybe some multiplayer stuff or something else that you can do but it was just NG plus one kind of thing like now you get to go back and do it all again and I was like and I didn't want to find that out but after a while I kind of googled it and looked at what other people had had and they, they told me what it was and I was like so the end center of the universe where it all began 
it's just a reset to go back to the edge of the universe and carry on. I was like, at that point, I was like, I'm not that intrigued to get there anymore. You know, I'd lost my sort of will. The thing with NG Plus is, though, generally, by by the time you start the game again, there's like, you know, you've got an idea of what you want to do again. Like I want to, I want to like max my, but by the time you reach the center, you've pretty much got everything and your, your mod, you know, your, um, your tool, you know, that's already powered up to the maximum. You've got a badass ship. You've got like all of the mods for, for your gear. It's like, there's no point man in just flying straight back to the middle again. Cause there's nothing really that new. It's just regurgitating the same stuff and, you know, units received, units received. I mean, just taking a more zoomed out look at how this could affect the games User industry. User in your channel timed out. Oh. Uh, oh dear. <laughs> and he really doesn't want to talk about the zoomed out <laughs> part of it. <laughs> and he, He's had carry, enough. He's had enough. No, I'll carry. I'm sure he'll be back momentarily. But I mean, do you think it's going to affect the games industry a little bit because of the the incredible hype and then the incredible letdown? They are such giant versions of those examples aren't they with this game it's been it was you know the guy was on whatever david letterman but it's not called that anymore but the, mm-hmm. the night you know the big talk shows in america and everything and then and it was just such a shit flop sure it well from from a personal point of view that is definitely the last early access i'm ever ever doing ever without yeah. a doubt unless unless one of you guys produces a game <laughs> like that's the only shit i'll back from this yeah. point onwards but certainly i well i like to think that it's, it's a big boot up the ass for people around the globe thinking you know thinking about paying for something that's not user out joined yet. your channel oh welcome back how'd you man how'd you Hello, dude welcome back i don't know my computer just decided to restart hey join the club <laughs> that's what mine's Pretty been doing exactly the same thing that yours just did maybe that's what sean murray's doing mate he's uh, he's hacking into your computer because he's hearing you bad mouth him and he's like yeah. you need to start <laughs> recording again ed if you can um yeah what i did just record has not worked Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, well, Viv's got a copy. I've got it recording, yeah. Uh, oh, the dramas of a live podcast. Um, so we, I was, before you went, Ed, I was just saying, do you think it's going to have repercussions as we move forward? User in your channel started recording. There we go. Uh, what, for Hello Games? For all games, for just no more Early pre-orders. Early access Early access, just fuck off. I yeah, mean, I read one quote on Reddit and it said something about it said this is the only game i've ever pre-ordered i will never pre-order it ever again like mm. that's yeah that was the only game you've ever pre-ordered it's a, it's a really rude <laughs> awakening isn't it like yeah. you know, i've pre-ordered loads of games and i've kind of got used to it now maybe i'm numb to it but it still felt bad with this one so, that's um, like going to a, a baseball game one time ever and getting smashed right in the face with the ball like <laughs> i'm never going back there again that's it <laughs> It's There's like no that way. saying, well, I'm not doing that again. Like. Indeed. There's no way the gaming press and the tech press and stuff are going to re- forget. So if whatever Hello Games puts out over the next three or four years, the title will be Awful Games Maker from No Man's Sky. Hello Games mm. brings out new title. Or oh, something a bit betterly sure. written than that. But you know what I mean? They're always going to be tainted with it forever. It's like a rape victim. No I smoke know. without fire. I mean, it's just, it's it's terrible. It's They'd have to produce under a pseudonym or a pseudonym. They've got to close yeah, it. They've got to kill to. it. Just yeah. kill it. There's no it's point. It's a shame. It. It's a shame because imagine if it was 15 quid 
and there wasn't this massive amount of hype. Oh, I, w- I wouldn't you'd, be writing an email. I wouldn't be putting a bad review up if it was just play, Sean Quinn. You'd play. Man, this game's amazing. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and you'd hit the modding community, and you'd add mods, and you'd play it, and you'd be like, "This is Space amazing." Space engineers. Yeah. Is good, fi- yeah. For fifteen quid, you'd think it was the best game in the world, but for forty quid, no. That, that you know, and the hype that that was surrounding it. So it's then a again, shame because I really wanted to like it. Yeah, I know you did. I did as well. I got Same. excited because of you. It's the exact genre that we love. Yes, you know is. what I mean? Yeah. Like space yeah. exploration. And uh, but look at what Rocket's up to. You know, he gelled on with all the bucks, and now he's making another game. So and people will blatantly throw money at him. So I don't know, man. I I'm hope yet people to see that though. Mm. You know, when he comes out with his real bit of advertisement and what he's making and everything, I reckon the press won't forget. They'll be like, you know, from the ex Daisy maker who never finished his game is now creating another game. And it's similar a space to, game. Yeah, a similar <laughs> uh, or like a space survivalist game, isn't it? It's yeah, like, yeah. yeah I think it. he got really into playing space engineers and stuff like that. Actually, and I was reading his tweets and stuff, and he play that yeah, all the time. Yeah. yeah, so I think that's his kind of influence is what he wants to go into. There's another game that came out that was advertised while No Man's Sky was being marketed that came off the back of it it seemed like and is now actually doing better than no man's sky called planet nomads i don't know if you've seen any footage for that at all no did scott manley do a video on it recently was that that one or he might have done but i haven't seen it if he has but i was mm. but the, the no man's sky youtubers that i was watching also did this as well and like covered this game and it was made by like a indie developer just a couple of people that are that basically made this, you know, very similar to No Man's Sky, but you can sort of also including that kind of Minecraft element to it that you can mine and build stuff and do things in the world as well, which sort of it looks it looks pretty cool actually. Is it multiplayer? Well. I think so, yeah. Cool. But on like, you nice. know uh sort of peer to peer. That's alright. Yeah. Any multiplayer is better than a lie about multiplayer and then it not being multiplayer. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. But yeah, so that's an interesting one for the games industry. This this year will be marked. Remember that year No Man's Sky came out. It's it's one of those, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's quite I was cool. thinking about that, what you're saying about the multiplayer actually, because you can you can influence the universe by naming things but uh, and so can other people so you can see their names and stuff as they've influenced stuff but you can't physically stand next to someone in game well you no. can but you can't see them that's right and i was just sort of imagining what if the world was like that it would be like <laughs> just living with poltergeists or something wouldn't it it would be really weird tagging stuff up like spread. <laughs> <laughs> Just walking around, knowing that people exist and are living out there, but not being able to see them. Just like <laughs> seeing like the influences of them being around, you know. One day a new shop some, opens up and you're like, what? How did that to some there? people, that would probably be heaven. <laughs> I can imagine. I'd like to have that as an on and off option, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice to be able to control it or yeah, turn it would. Down, dial it down. <laughs> dial it down a bit. bit. I just yeah. want to see half the amount of people today. Yeah, Half the amount t- of influences. But today I've had a few drinks. I quite like to see a few nuts. Let's go crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. Let's turn it right up. Crank <laughs> it up a bit. All open gate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one game that doesn't let us down, it's been pretty consistently amazing for, for quite a few years, is Dark Souls. Of course. And uh, they've got some DLCs. One of two DLCs they're doing 
for Dark Souls 3. It's coming out on the 25th of October, and they've been releasing a few videos about it, um, teasers really, and I thought we might have a quick chat about what they're doing. Uh, sure. Ashes of Arendelle. Ariandel. Thank you. Yes. That right. So they've got, uh, I mean, some boring <clears throat> stuff, some stats for you here. We've got 15 new weapons and four armor sets, four new sorceries, miracles, and pyromancies, um, two new bosses. Cool. Which is, you know, but That's the main so thing, isn't it? Those are the main things. I mean, they've got a new PvP exclusive map called the Hollow Arena, and it will support three-on-three -three battles. That sounds quite good. Yeah. So I heard that they're adding these, like, well, I'm pretty sure I read some Japanese translation to English from Miyazaki saying that they've they added a few open areas that are really sort of wide and you have to fight waves of enemies and stuff like that. And uh, is like that not mode. kind of like it's going to be really wide open space that you're going to have to cover, you know, get from one side to the other. Yeah. But you'll, instead of fighting just uh, single enemies, there'll be multiples on you. So whether they'll be like slightly weaker or or probably not knowing Dark Souls. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm going to test me old dry hander in there. I mean, there's some nice looking stuff. The bosses look pretty cool from what mm. I've seen. And uh, the PvP to just keep pushing that. That's probably this version of Dark Souls. I've done the most PvP I've ever done mm. in any Dark Souls game before. It Because of the way that they've managed it a lot easier for us to hook up no matter what our level is. Yeah. I think it's encouraged us as a group to use the fingers and get a bit more crazy. <laughs> and it, it really We didn't want to see them fingers. Really mm. wanted them fingers. It was, it was really good to do that. And I think obviously something to do with, with, they must have maybe seen that in the stats. I don't know. And by introducing this sort of 3v3 thing, it's quite a cool idea, I think. Yeah, the 3v3 PvP sounds cool because it kind of sort of makes it a little bit fairer for, for everyone to have a go. Because if you're invading, you, you don't know what's going on, do you? No, no, no. But that's um, kind of part of the mysticism of it, yeah. you know, the enigmatic way that it is. Yeah, I like it. I, hopefully it's not going to be required that we've all played in New Game Plus 5 and got mm. all the rings of plus three and everything we could for us to compete it'll hopefully put us at the right level uh, it's always the naked guy that gets the <laughs> the cream i swear <laughs> whenever i see a naked guy only in, at your parties <laughs> <laughs> it's time to run man they always wallop me for some reason yeah, yeah so those, those frames man they get a lot more don't they mm. but, no, it looks good looks good looking forward cool. to that one I've, i'm a um season pass holder so I shall be getting it, and uh, I can give you feedback on it. Well, that'd be cool. Do you, do we know how much it will be for for the individual DLC? Has it got like a price on its own? Yeah, yeah. Twenty quid, I would imagine. Yeah, I'm a bit sad actually because <clears throat> I've just obviously reformatted my hard drive. Oh, and I've yeah. probably lost my save for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think about you that. You had quite I a good build, didn't you? I had a weird build. It was like to use that massive, great big hammer and everything. Oh, it was yeah, really crazy. But you've never had a build that was so well developed before. No, so, that was my first sort of really good one. So yeah, I yeah. was quite proud. Eleven ninety nine. Um. Yeah, because so, uh, if you don't know, well, you won't know because you know we're not famous. Ed has built a new PC recently. Well, not really. He's just tweaked a current PC a little bit, and we'll talk about it a bit later on. You can tell us what you've done and what the experience is like. But, yeah, eleven ninety nine if you want to buy the DLC. The, oh, that's uh, really good. 
the season pass is 20 quid so that's, that's going to save better. you four pounds if each one's 12 pounds yeah so that's you know bargains. I mean, it's that kind of thing where i know i'm gonna like it so so what's this circlet thing that's like a boomerang that they're talking about for uh, casters in the sor- i think it's the sorcery or no it's a miracle so uh, it symbolizes the way of white. Uh, it's a numerical to terror enemies. A circlet like a boomerang returns to its caster after being thrown. Uh, for those that learn its uses, it will surely provide a unique style. So, mm. yeah, it sounds pretty strange. So a DPS weapon for miracle. Cannon. Yeah. But is, that, is, it, is it a physical thing? Yeah. I mean, I've always built my miracle guys as kind of tanky builds. It seems... Mm. It the seems cleric. like balance. Uh, yeah, the, you know, a tanky cleric mm. has always been quite a nice version uh, of a cleric. If you're going to have, you know, that clerics aren't. They're probably, well, they've always been medium use. They're not like, they're not the go-to solution, are they? Sure. If you want to have the, just one great character. But um, yeah, I've been quite good with, with sort of shieldy, shieldy clerics. I, I never feel like I want to have a nimble boomerang type character build I, that sounds like a dex weapon to me mm, yeah I it's like the not... idea of the dex play style but I think I, I prefer they always the... under deliver don't they yeah I, I always prefer a sort of nice meaty weapon sure me too this game different to other Dark Souls games that, that we've played before it definitely pushed you in the direction of spending your, your soul points into dex early because it didn't give any of the strength weapons until later in the game. That's right. So I think it tried to push people to start dex builds to go, hey, there's another build than the obvious one. Yeah, you know, dex but... is available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's worked. I, wonder I don't know. It seems like Ixiors picks dex, and uh, I think Androcles always goes dex as well. So it works for some people. It depends what you like. I just like smashing, you know? Yeah. I like walloping people with big swords, so... I've always gone like endurance and strength, but yeah, um, Exil's pretty lethal with his. Uh, with yeah, his I know there's builds. definitely some pretty decent dex builds, and it, it every I mean it, every game has its lifespan of. Oh, do you remember you know the patched period where something was OP, so everyone built for it, like um, that Centaur spear before in Dark Souls Two. Oh yeah, don't forget to break it. Yeah, break it, and then the dex version of it, it was OP as fuck, like it did mm. all these crazy moves. No, looking forward to that one. So that's at the end of the month, but there's loads coming out, I mean, but it's just one of the many busy cycle... Tis the uh, season soon, isn't it? Tis the season, for, uh, yeah. yeah. So, but looking it, forward to that. It's cool that we can keep coming back to it, though. It you is. Know? Yeah, it's um, one of those games It's always been like that, even in the other versions of it. You know. Sure. I mean, by the time we finished all the DLCs, no doubt there'll be word of something else that From are working on that will be just as excited I was for, just so. going to say that, that I'm sure that there's ideas and thoughts plugging around their offices sure. of what they're going to come up with next, and I'm sure it's going to be pretty good. I've got to think uh, from a brand new IP, you know, to, to come out based around the combat style that we all love. Mm. It's, what, three, three to four years from zero to release. Hmm. And they're probably working on it now. Yeah, I well because they'll have a small team still doing the DLC for Dark Souls Three, I imagine. And well, the they nailed Bloodborne as well. That that went down really well. Yeah, they the, did. Yeah. The thing that's really odd, well, not odd, but great to see is that um, the subreddits for Dark Souls and Dark Souls Two are still like 
really really popular and they're really you know populated but there's still content in those two subreddits all the time like i'm talking every day pretty much uh so it, it just goes to show you make a good game what's it that uh the hideo no not hideo kojima what's the um miyamoto the nintendo guy yeah. a, a late game could eventually be good but you know a bad game will always be bad something along that line you know what i mean so and that that goes back to the whole um no man's sky thing it's like a rushed game sorry yeah that changed didn't it possibly i mean Mm. destiny definitely changed before its release you know some some big influences there and that's been mostly patched by dlc now and it's a good game but and they've you know but it's still yeah it's, it's funny how these things but then that's why we've invested in star citizen right sure there is none of that shit. Yes. Um, and which we'll talk about that later because obviously they've had their citizen con and there's loads to discuss. And um, I don't think you guys took part in it, but um, myself and Chart, who's not with us tonight, um, what happened? Is he is he alive? Did he die? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think I think what happened was he had an accident with a banana and he had to go to hospital. Oh, oh did he fall on it? I'm Again. not sure specifically what happened. I mean, it was frozen, Pacific. and so you got to wonder why. Why was it a frozen banana? It's very weird. But I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, hopefully he'll let us know. Even during the podcast, we'll get a message from uh, from his wife. She was in tears, obviously, earlier. But yeah, should be good. Um, no, so we we played um, for a couple of nights the For Honor closed beta. Oh, I wanted to play that. It we played on PC, good. and um, yeah, it was it was interesting. Um, so it it almost has a, a some elements that link it to Dark Souls in a way. I was going to ask. Yeah. It seemed to me like from looking outside in, I didn't play it, but I watched a couple of videos from the devs. It seemed to me like, um, oh, Destiny Warriors. Is that what it's called? No. Oh, I know the, the one you mean, though. Yeah, mm. and it wasn't like that. No, but but meets Dark Souls, sort of. It was more. It was closer to Dark Souls, um, it, but a little bit slower than Dark Souls. Right. Um, the the combat style was uh, position of the analog stick to match your opponent's move. Right. If he's coming at you with his analog stick high, that means it's an over the head slice ah. down towards you. And you have to block it with the right I see. Block. And uh, there's some tiny little cues before he hits you, which kind of gives like a coloured arrow in the direction that he's clearly stanced, ready sure. to hit you. And so there's three stances, left-handed, right-handed, above your head. And then there's three blocks which mirror those sure. positions. And it's all, it's all about a, a game of watching your opponent, blocking, maybe countering, faking... And you know that kind of thing. Is that one v one? Well, it's it's not quite. There is one v one playlists, which the style they've gone for is there's a map, and depending on the like area of the map you go to, it loads up either a one v one, a two v two, or a four v four, and that's what they had in this closed beta anyway. And we mostly played the four v four. And the, and the whole premise is that one team is inside the castle and the other team is outside the castle and it's attack oh, cool. and defend. And the, the, you've got a whole bunch of never-ending attacking armies and never-ending defending armies, NPCs, right. that are really quite easy to kill if you go and try and deal with them with your, 
with your sword or whatever or axe um, but they're fighting each other over a middle ground and if you go and help your side beat back the attacking forces you'll hold the middle territory right yeah. and then there's two other territories which aren't being attacked by npcs they are only for humans characters to take so it's three territories and really you just need to hold two any sort three. of story mode that goes through with it or nothing revealed as yet no i can imagine without the sort of enough progression within perhaps your characters or the story that getting quite boring after a while well i got bored in eight hours you know oh, over really night so i played for about four hours and then i played again for about four hours maybe maybe five and I got pretty bored. Mm. I mean, it is a beta, and of course, you're just playing the same thing. Sure. Yeah. Um, and and they, I, what they would have been better, I think, if they'd done this, was, was to be really turn up the wick on what you get paid out for every match. So you could take a character quite high and unlock some cool shit for him. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, like yeah. They should do that in betas. They have done it in other betas I've played before. I quite like the sound of that fighting style, though. I mean, I was a big fan of um, Bushido Blade on the PS One. Yeah, it's very close to that. And Kengo as well on the PS Two. Very close to that. It's, very, it's it's harking of all of those fun. styles. Because so that's it, like skill over, you know, just button mashing. It, there's no button mashing wouldn't get you anywhere in this that's good I like that um, there was three clear classes so you got your viking class your knight class and your samurai class right and then within each one there are four types of character within each class and right. so you, the only ones they had available was your your light and snappy style character dex build squishy it, yeah but squishy or your heavy tank build hmm um, but they slightly mixed it up so the tank in the vikings was damage, and the tank in the knights had a massive shield, so he could hit, take lots of hits um, and things like that. So, and, and there was quite a lot of like skill tree management to it, uh, to a certain extent. Not not skill tree management, but like, <laughs> use, you, no, it's not like that. But it's using your character's abilities to their best. Like, yeah. if you block with the shield, you'll get a boost to something else. Right. So you're wise to use that next move after you've had a block. And was there like, is there like, like cooldowns and stuff like There's that? There's cooldowns and stuff yeah. like that. So, you know, and you've got like the more kills you get, you fill up a meter, which then unlocks a new ability, which is, right. you know, permanently unlocked then. Ah, right. Like so that. it's not like you're on fire and you can yeah. sort of... Yeah. So they stole some of the stuff from like the mobas <clears throat> where you restart again at the beginning of a match, those skills. But as you play the match for longer, you're unlocking more and more abilities. So, you know, it's... It was a MOBA meets Dark Souls and, and Bushido Blade, and, and it meets meets some sort of like multiplayer map, you know, sort of style stuff. It was interesting. I, I don't think they've quite got the recipe right, but they've done two closed betas so far, and maybe they're going to even do another one, and they'll keep tweaking it, and they'll get the feedback, and, and sure. they'll get it right. It so looks officially very pretty. I was going to say, does it look nice? It looks gorgeous. What yeah. about sound? Because I do like a bit of uh, clanging and smashing. Yeah, the sound was a bit weak. Um, yeah. Uh, but the, the vis it, it obviously, maybe the visuals are ahead of their sound. In sure. terms of, like, maybe it's, if they can get up to the same level of fidelity hmm. with the audio, I'd be, I'd be really pleased. But um, at the moment, I'd say official old gaming review would be hold fire. Right. 
Yeah. Fair enough. If but then the, again, if we, we're now saying to everyone, no more pre-orders, no more early access, don't do that. The industry doesn't deserve it. So. But then betas, open betas, betas I'm all Absolutely. on board for yeah. those sort of things. To get access, all I had to do was give my email to Ubisoft, which is no big deal because they already had it anyway. Sure. Of other things. So, yeah, it's interesting game. Interesting, nice to see someone doing something different. Yeah. The combat style from Dark Souls is more fun, without a doubt, though, at this stage. If you're looking for that kind of game, Dark Souls is still the best version of that around, I think, at the moment. Cool. Um, so should we take a break, get some beers in, and then we can we can approach some of the new Overwatch news and, of course, the massive behemoth that is CitizenCon. Yes. Um, yes, indeed. I'm on the ginger beer tonight, of course. Of and, course, um, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Joe's very kindly said she won't go into labour tonight. She says she'll cross, cross her <laughs> legs a for sport, us. Isn't she? Yeah, she's yeah. a good. She's a good. And I'll blast. see if I can get a report on the frozen banana incident for Charles yeah. as well. Banana yeah. gate. <laughs> All that to come back to after, <laughs> after <laughs> these messages. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome back to part two of Old Gaming Podcast number five for October 2016. I'm back with Eddie Rio and Viver Maud, and we've got fresh beers or ginger beers or whatever. Um, <laughs> what are you drinking tonight, Ed? I'm on uh, vodka and coke, actually. Oh, every cry. Yeah. Oh, cool. what, what vodka have you gone for? It is. Hang on, I will check. I think it's just like a Tesco Zone type thing. <laughs> oh, it's just well, about yeah, vodka. It is, it's <laughs> Tesco Zone. It says triple distilled, though. So. Oh, does it? That's cool. They, they yeah. just poured it through a sieve three times. <laughs> yeah. Get the Brita filter out. <laughs> it does actually say 100% grain spirit. But I'm I thought not. I'm only your vodka was, yeah. I thought vodka was potatoes. Uh, I thought I think it Maybe could I was be either, uh, perhaps. But no, you might be right there. Yeah. Derek's getting a bit jippy. I might have to put him in his cage a minute. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so Overwatch has had mm. a patch with over 100 new treats for yes. Halloween. Trick or treat. Um, including loads of new skins and even a new whole new mode. So, you know, every loot box is going to have something Halloween related in it. And there are 12 Halloween skins to collect. Not that I'm uh, going to get any of them, but... I, no. I got one for Mercy. Oh, the witch skin. Yeah, I got the witch one. It was no gold. Way. Job got yeah. that, didn't he? Yeah, straight away. I got sprays and victory poses and all that and other stuff. Jolly Roger got Anna's um, sort of spooky ghoul skin straight away as well, the first one he opened. I don't ever play as Mercy, so I wish I could trade it with somebody, but <laughs> yeah. there's no... I mean, that's because I'm, I'm not a team player it, no, in that they, they can't really open up trading, because then it would go all bad. And... <laughs> it would go naughty, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. Uh, my, my favourite character is Reaper, and obviously he's almost Halloween-y anyway. Mm. So, uh, yeah, he's got a really cool skin with the pumpkin head and everything, but I'd really like that. But anyway, I like, that would be cool. I like the look of, of um, Reinhardt's um, sort of... Cold heart one with his Lame smoking, on. yeah, his blue head. He looks awesome. Yeah, he does look pretty cool. Yeah, but uh, Anna's face, man, that, uh, the ghoul, that's like glowing ghoul face is awesome. And of course, a whole new little game mode. A whole yeah. new game mode. Yeah. So I mean, I've played it once, um, and no, I've played it twice. And we haven't. Times late. We haven't completed it yet, have we? So, no, I, mean, not I haven't. I don't know if you guys have. Jacob, no. Jacob's completed it on easy. Uh, I've not completed it on medium. I've not attempted it on hard. Because yeah, we keep getting stomped. 
it's that last bit with all of them. It's just insane. It's like a massive... Well, Reaper just always downs me. Always. They've had some fantastic uh, feedback. Everyone's... It sure. is so Reach, much fun. Reaching out to them to say, make it permanent, please. Or at least make a, a game style like this permanent, certainly. Yeah, like, yeah, and obviously not Halloween themed, but yeah, the, the whole kind of like versus computer. Would you call it a horde mode, but with... Yeah. So a horde like, mode with over-the-top computer characters dropped in every now and again. Sure. Yeah, with hero battles. Boss waves. That's it, yeah, Yeah. exactly. But, I mean, they could run with it totally off the back of that Last Bastion video and stuff. You know, when he um, he has the flashback to the Omnic War? Yep. They could do something like that where you've got, like, a million and one. robots, yeah. Exactly, you know, there's tons they could do. Tons. I love it. Jacob loves it, too. It's good fun. I like all the narration as well. They've, like... It, it it would almost be nice if they could have some kind of narration during the normal matches, you know, like yeah. the gunslinger, like you know, something, man. It'd be awesome. When was it? When's this game gonna put a foot wrong? That's the next. Wow. Thing, I don't know, man. Everything it, comes you know? out. It's so polished, isn't it? It Lovely. is. And we just so we love and jizzle over it every month. We talk about it. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's it's not just that. It's like the communication side of things as well. They're like. Like, they don't have to make their lead dev make a video every now and then, you know? He, no. he, they could just sit back and watch the dollars roll in, but, yeah, they just keep they keep on giving, so... I suppose we could thank Star Citizen a little bit for that over the last three or so years. They've... I would say they're the pioneers of it, really. Yeah. But, yeah, that's me being a bias, like, you know? But that's quite cool. But, yeah, so there's, um, there's definitely uh, the kind of... I don't know what you want to call it, but the, the industry, as 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 gamers and the industry behind feeding the gamers, everyone is kind of like going, "How how have they done this? It's come out of nowhere, and it's yeah, it's great. Really, really pleased for them. It's good stuff. And sure. it's, nice, that- it's nice to have a game that you can really enjoy, and everyone else really enjoys, and you don't have to feel bad about playing it or well, getting you like into to walk it. Walk them know? into it as well, yeah. you know. <laughs> It's always that, isn't there? There's that one guy, oh, I don't want to buy that, or I haven't got it, or I hate it. and There isn't anyone really about that. Well, the years that have gone by, I've, I've felt kind of bad, sort of, because I feel like I've talked to people into getting a few games here or there that have ended up being, well, a bit lacklustre. Uh, but this one, I went, you know, full propaganda. <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't give a shit, because yeah. I knew it was great. It was awesome. Yeah, it's good. So, all, all, all good for Overwatch, and... Uh, I think May. I remember you got um, Doom just as we all got Overwatch. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's right. And we were like, Overwatch is amazing. And you were like, oh, yeah, but I've got Doom and Doom's really good. And I don't think no one else got Doom at that time. I did get it. I got it in the sales. That's the Doom's, so. Doom's yeah, a good single that, player. It didn't have that multiplayer element no. to it. No, no, no. It, so. it, well, the well, it multiplayer on it, yeah, it, yeah. And it ain't bad, but it's just your standard issue. You know, yeah. it's what you see there, is what you get. That, exactly. There's nothing new, man. It's certainly not as good as Halo, but, you know, it sort of tries to be like it because you can do the jet jumps and, you know, stuff like that. But I had a good good night on it with um, Bob TC and Androcles. We kicked okay. some ass. Yeah, we played it for, for about, I don't know, three or four hours. And uh, it's good fun. It's just easy and quick, you know, like the, when it's over, over the top weaponry. So the shotguns and stuff are like, you know, you sort of, you feel like you're doing heavy damage when you're shooting your weapons off. But yeah. Yeah. Overwatch ain't. So, 
Long may I continue, and thanks for the curse of Dr. Junkenstein and all sure. the good things. Um, so yeah, um, Ed, you've got a new PC-ish. Ooh, I have, yeah. I, I just want to talk about that a little bit before we get into the, <laughs> the big behemoth of Star Citizen. What have you done, and what's it like, and how did hard you, was it? Did you buy it for your fake Google birthday? <laughs> what? <laughs> Google told me the other day that it was Ed's birthday, but Google's been wrong before. Or like, so well, I, I, like, I see every three or four months, I secretly change it so that people buy me more gifts. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not giving Google my birthday dates, am I? To give them the real ones, I just put in fake ones. You just go, yeah, that. <laughs> Don't want them okay. to know when it is. But anyway, sorry, I didn't mean no, to derail. No, it's fine. <clears throat> <laughs> What's going on? What have you done, and is it worth it? Well, I had a problem with my motherboard, and it, I've, after lots of diagnosis, I found out it was the motherboard and not the RAM and stuff. So I thought I needed a new motherboard, and then I thought, well, if I'm getting a new motherboard, I might as well get a new processor, and then if I'm getting a new processor, I might as well get a new cooler. <laughs> you know, and it kind of escalated. <laughs> Spirals. A little bit, yeah. So I've, I've still got my 970, which I, I had in my old rig, but I've got a new motherboard, and I've got an i7 at 6,700 or something like that. I don't know. I can't remember what the, the, the rating is for it. And a, and a Corsair um, H110, like, self-contained little liquid cooler thing, which out of all of it, other than the, the upgrade in performance from the i7 that I get, which is really good, the cooler just looks amazing, and it's just so much like... not You haven't got a big chunk of metal in the side of your case anymore. It's like, oh, just these nice little braided pipes that sort of sneak yeah. off to the fans and yeah it looks really cool it's got little lights on it that you can adjust and another thing that i was playing around with earlier is you can adjust it's got the little corsair led logo on the actual pump header you can adjust that so that if it hits a certain temperature it changes to red so that yeah. you know that your your cpu is getting a bit hot and then you can set another te another thing so that all your fans spool up to maximum if it hits another temperature so it's sort of like you can get a couple of little warnings if your computer's getting a little bit too hot which is really useful actually I they, I quite they call like that the corsair utility engine don't they uh, I think it's called the Link. Corsair is Link is, okay. the, is the software yeah. that, that opens up with it. And, uh, yeah, it's really cool. It, it also gives you, um, like, a picture of a of a of your case or a case. And you can move uh, different tabs into the various locations of where you've got your units installed with the, the sort of fan speed and temperatures. So you can put all the processors where the processor is, the GPU fan speed and heat wherever that is so you can sort of picture it all in your box as well which is quite nice so you can go oh, i need to look at the gpu fan and you can go straight to it and stuff which works really well it's Ooh. nice to have some kind of visual you know visual reference point to see yeah what, you yeah know. definitely it's it cool. makes it a bit more prettier than just like cpuz or the fan speed software sure. comes just up raw with, just numbers numbers on the screen oh and also i've i've um i got another ssd so i've got two 250 gig ssds that i've raid zeroed and that that's a lot of performance gain from doing that as well half a terry terabyte mate nice half a terry going <laughs> terence on us that's what we like that's good cool. man I can install my main games on there and uh yeah it works really well i'm really chuffed to bits of it actually it's really cool that's good dude so you're ready for the christmas season of gaming like crazy yeah, yeah. nice excellent well Cool. I, I must I must admit, like water coolers, 
they've come down a lot in price, relatively speaking. Closed loop, you know, self-contained ones, and they they do make your PC look a lot better. And it, they are quieter, so it's a win. It's a win-win all around. Really, very good. I mean, you haven't done overclocking yet, but you can. You'll obviously push it a little bit higher, increase the voltage on yep. on what's being fed to the CPU to easily 1.5 volts, if not higher, without any worry, really, as well, because it can get rid of that heat. I will oh, yeah. do in time. I'm just going to give it a few weeks to a month just to sort of oh, see sure, what man. it's like yeah. and then crank it up and then see you what the differences it. are. Yeah, you can feel it more rather than just being numbers on the screen from doing it like a pre-test to an after-test and seeing what the number, the percentage of sort of increases. You, you can see it physically then and go, oh, actually, I'm getting more frames in this game or, you know, this is a lot quicker and stuff like yeah. that. So. There was a bit of a segue into the Star Citizen conversation that we're, we're getting to. They did talk about, in Reverse the Verse, they announced the specs of the computer that was running this procedural Planets V2 demonstration um, that, they, that they did live at Star Citizen. Yeah. On. And the big bit that I noted in that was the 64 gigs of RAM. They did have 64 gigs of RAM, yeah. which I don't, obviously don't think that's necessary. It also means that they're running on the X... Um, version of the of the intel range yeah. so it's a 2011 v3 socket more than likely and that means they were using probably something like a six core 5890 or something from intel um x99 platform they're the only ones that have enough channels to do that much ram so and it was just yeah. a, t- uh, a 1080 wasn't it as well a single 1080 from asus and a six core not an eight not a 10 not a double xeon or anything <laughs> like crazy it was just a regular an affordable graphics card re- re- an affordable graphics card and a relatively affordable cpu i mean that the if a six core intel is probably about 350 pounds so you know, it's yeah i i could have gone for that one but i went for the four core yeah, no, I, I, instead, I think so. the majority of games, the 4-core is way better to go for because it is a higher clock speed. So you, you're going to get definitely 4.5 out of that CPU, I'd have thought. What I'm most looking forward to for you, uh, Ed, is when you play Armour next because Armour is a CPU-intensive game and you, I think that's where you'll note the, the upgrade most. Yeah. So it'll it'll run a lot nicer. I mean, if you've still got your current, well, no, because you flatlined it, didn't you? You wiped it completely. So you'll be able to get the same frames you had before, but make it look. Look up the settings. Yeah, make it look yeah. a lot nicer. That's the thing with the armor. I don't want to like derail this and go off on armor, but it, no, no, no. You know, <laughs> it's like in the, in the same way that Star Citizen looks fantastic in space I think Arma looks fantastic for like r- sort of realism yeah and the volumetric clouds and sort of shadows and stuff are just phenomenal but it, you do have to you have said the, that in the picture that I sent you the other day of Poles F you said oh lovely volumetric clouds <laughs> <laughs> is that your word of the week or no it's, it's a, you know it's a description of uh, a sort of type of is rendering a, for uh, for clouds like. I mean, it's not 64 bit precision but there are some parallels that wasn't a joke I was sort of, but no, segwaying, was, segwaying back into Star Citizen they talked yeah. a little bit about the 32 and 64 bit uh, sort of math that they use and they the, did, the fact they did. that people get confused with the sort of it's not binary and, yeah, yeah it's not like a, it's not like a processor yeah but which no, I found but, fascinating. I, what, I googled it a bit more and read into it a bit. And I found that really interesting. What, what the, one of the things I was going to say, the parallels, is that they talk about how they're rendering the character um, correctly in first person 
because some games like Crisis or Halo or whatever, they don't render the character. That's right. You're you're just like a camera bobbing yeah. around, mm-hmm. and, and armor's the same as that. Though they are one of the few other games that do fully render the character properly. When when they first started talking about Star Marine and how like they're going to sort of implement a first person module and stuff, they Chris Roberts himself, I'm certain, was stating stating that he wanted it to be similar to Armor and yeah, the way did, in definitely. which Armor, because. They've got realistic ballistics. They've got you know pretty much full control over your character. The way all the different stances and stuff like that. And I know that's not currently in, but it certainly I, wouldn't have been part of CryEngine when they started. Sure, using- exactly right. But so hopefully we'll see some you know relatively. I mean, how realistic can you make a laser gun? But yeah, how much fun <laughs> is completely realistic? Exactly. Yeah, that's it. Well, I've often speculated that from the day I saw. Uh, <laughs> What's that bloody side-scrolling fighting game uh, that used um, Mortal Kombat? The first time I saw Mortal Kombat 1 in the arcade and it was like photorealistic in inverted brackets. I was like, I'm not so sure that I like this over Street Fighter because I don't necessarily... I like to be taken away from, you know, the real life. I want it to look realistic, but I don't want it to look real. Hmm. Mm. Uh, yeah i don't know i think they've got it right though it looks uh, obviously it doesn't look real uh some of the landscapes and stuff on that uh look real i would say they look pretty realistic okay so let's talk from the top then so we've all seen the presentation mm-hmm. and um it starts off with sandy talking about how she's had a difficult year again sure. i don't even know why uh, i don't even care why in <laughs> fairness um, and then and then she goes on to they play this video about how like the community's <laughs> wonderful and thanks very much and everything that's all great uh, but it gets the crux gets into it when um Chris Roberts gets on and he starts chatting you know mm. so what were your what were your what did you guys think you know out of what Chris Roberts was saying before they went to the live demo Right, to be honest, sometimes when Chris Chris Roberts talks, it's like, you know, when you're kind of half paying attention to something and then they go, were you listening? And you go, what, what? <laughs> and, like, and you're like, well, I, I don't know what you just said, actually. And it just sort of mumbles at you, you know, and it's like, well, yeah, it's coming out. <laughs> Spaceship. And you're like, what? What did what? 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 he say? What did he say? <laughs> I've got yeah. to say, like, I do like his passion, though. It, ma- yeah, it, it makes me infectious. feel really confident yeah. that, like, he, he's not just going to do a Sean Murray and grow a big beard and disappear. He's, like, he <laughs> no, really does. No way. Like, he loves he this wants man. To play it. He, he does. Wants to play it, yeah. But sometimes I feel like, is he sort of, would you say that behind the camera, you know, when he's in the offices and he's doing his little visits, do you think he's, like, a bit of a tyrant? Do you think he's, like, oh, they're all like, fuck, 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 uh, shoot Chris no, I don't today. Think uh, that, actually. I think. Well, did, they just released a video, and we'll, we'll, it's probably good a time as any to talk about it. But prior to mm. the Citizen Con two weeks ago, mm. they released a video about how they were getting everything ready for Citizen Con. Right. And a big part of that video was how they were going to do a whole level walkthrough right. of Squadron 42. Yeah, it's going to last an hour. an hour. That's yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, there is now another video they've released, I think, today 
which is a, a bit of a mi mini documentary about how they managed to not do that <laughs> and why they couldn't get it why they couldn't get it on stage and and there's some really interesting cutaways which show on a either on a, a Skype call or something Chris Roberts just kind of like going but it's really important to me where is it I want to see it why is right. it done why can't I see an incremental version of it being done mm. you know you're saying it's not ready what is it? Twenty percent not ready? How much is it not ready? Show me what you've done. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's like really going at him. And the guy on the end of the phone was said, "I don't think with everything else you've asked us to do, it's going to be ready." <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and so I can imagine people really do struggle with it, like managing his expectations. Yeah, I think. To answer, but that then question. Uh, he's a dev himself. That's how he started. So you've got to understand that you know. Yeah, I don't no, he was he never being he like was never iron, being unreasonable, but he was being fished. he was being strong. I sure. suppose, yeah, which I think you have to be to get things done, probably. Well, this is his baby, isn't it? and he, he, yeah. he he wants it. He, I think he likes the sh like the wow factor from the crowd, like showing people stuff and them all going like, "Wow, look at that man! Yeah. That's awesome!" He must feel really empowered by it and like proud. But yes. anyway, he wastes his arms too much. What did What did you think of? of uh, Spectrum, so I Facebook see, for Star Citizen, built it, on Facebook tech. I fact. would I would say that it it sort of had hints towards things like Battle Log and Origin. You know how you sort of launch through the browser and stuff like that because that had integrated uh, audio that would overlay the game that no one ever used. But that being said. Uh, the idea of me being sat at work whilst you guys are sort of in the verse and we're all in a party together and I'm on my phone, you know, like, yes. and then I'm, I'm walking home and yeah. You turn on your computer and you're already in the And group. we're there like, yeah. yeah I kind in... of thought, how could they not do that? Like if they didn't do any of the, that side of it, like the spectrum side of it, then people were going to be like, can we have this tool please? So it's yeah. like, they kind of have to, no, sure. don't you have to have that element, especially in a game that isn't made yet and is built around these organizations and groups and massive player bases that want those tools to be able to communicate with each other before the game's even out. They need it, don't they? It's, sure. It has to be there. One thing, though, I must admit is this, the, the voice comms on it is going to have to be pretty amazing and pretty intuitive to override TeamSpeak. Yep. Because TeamSpeak is our staple, you know. It's, well, it's I don't know if you caught the announcement about voice comms, but he's going to put it in context for where you are. Right. In the world of Star Citizen. So? Boy. So, no, no, our comms as a group... Yeah. Right, I'm in my cockpit, I'm going to sound different. Oh, if, sure, yeah, 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 if yeah. If I'm yeah. standing in a busy marketplace, or if I'm on a sandy planet where the wind's blowing. Sure. You're on like, Sandy's planet... No, well, oh, maybe. Yeah, well, you know, I just want to check out those tats, see if they're real. <laughs> I think they might be fakes. But um, yeah, so it's 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 quite an interesting concept what he's doing to put it into context. No one else has ever done anything like that before, I don't think. What? Just put in a little filter. It's spatializing. But the then, voice, Elite you know, Dangerous has got that weird sort of crispy. Have you done the Elite Dangerous voice comms? Yeah. It's, that's got like a feel of you're a commander and a pilot, but by basically... But it's only one. It's just well, that yeah, one feel. Sure. Like, it's not wherever like you it. are. I um, thought it's cool. Oh, no, it is cool. I like it. It's just Do you not think the same, that though. 
like I remember when um, Eve Online was talking about walking in stations, and I watched a heap of, uh, yep. of like Eve Con stuff, and they were saying how like you could you could potentially sneak up behind people and eavesdrop on their conversations. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're sort of all about, I mean, uh, like, you know, cool. there are no jobs per se at this time, but I know that soon we'll have the mining and all this sort of stuff, but info runners and espionage is going to be a big thing, man. Like, you know, so it would, do you think that there's going to be some kind of way or module that you could have like a directional mic that you could potentially, you know, sit in a pub or they're having a, you know what I mean? And like over here, so, something that you might not and it'll go into your moby glass and then you can go like what i've just heard i think it'll be so important to hear what's going on around you or to use maybe the in-game radio Mm. but it could be for doing submarine style work on your radar right you know because you're in space you can't see fuck all really Mm. so you know it's like being in a submarine sure and there could be on the bigger ships you could have to listen maybe sure who knows and then on top of that, you're going to have talking to people that aren't in your group. Yeah. It could be really important. Like, well, put, it, put your guns down, deactivate yeah. your shields, <clears throat> or we're going to, you know, we won't be able to be in TeamSpeak doing that. It's a pain in the ass when we do it in DayZ because sure. everyone hears everything twice. and That's that right. But bringing uh, bringing uh, this, this back to some real world science that I heard <clears> about that I think I might have just chatted about it to you guys as well. And they were saying about how, like, obviously in space, can't sound can't travel and over long distances no one can hear you scream over massively long distances you can't pick up audio but if you can train a camera onto say something like a crisp packet that's on someone's desk then the very slight vibrations of that crisp packet whilst the person is talking next to it could be filtered through a computer to reverse engineer the vibrations into audio so that you could hear what they were saying i think (laughs) (laughs) so that would be pretty cool to put in the game somehow wow yeah that's awesome i suppose you just have to have done all of the base work to learn what the differences of vibrations were created yeah. So yeah, it was just, like they could pick up they could pick up certain amounts of volume and frequency from it, but they weren't they you know at the moment the science isn't there to to do it fully, but they were picking yeah. But so I think that's quite an interesting thing. You're behind enemy lines. You've snuck in, and then suddenly abort, abort. There's a Chris back in. Abort, abort. <laughs> they know everything. Nothing safe. You put this tissue in front of her. It's cheese and onion. I didn't expect. (laughs) (laughs) Um. One other thing, though, going back to voice comms, like uh, conference calls between organizations, you know, there was many times in EVE Online that we would join, you know, like certain uh, alliance councils that we'd all have to get together and like duke it out basically to be able to pick up my iphone and just join in on that would be really cool that would be awesome on the way home yeah exactly but you know you know the sort of picture in picture stuff that you get from some of the quest givers that that we've seen in um in some of the videos you've seen like they come up on your little hud down on your yeah all right it'd be cool if they could get like uh webcam shit of so my like, avatar, not yeah. me. Oh, well, I don't know. It'd be cool if it was like me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dang, yeah, on your on your Android phone walking home. Yeah, like, yeah. Beaming direct to your spaceship above Crusader. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's cool. 
but they they need to lay down some sort of way that it, um, organizations can interact on like a professional level. Because yeah. otherwise, it's I think just they're a- aware of that. It felt like they kn- they know that needs to be good. It's required. Like, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, they they said that they're going to do. They're going to struggle with the the fleet view mode that's right. currently in your organization so you can uh, yeah. see all of your ships and stuff but they did admit that they, there are people out there third party pe- people that have done some cool visuals for that and they want to embrace that and bring it into the game so cool yeah i think there's a, there's an awful lot there i mean if you could look up an org and you could well, i mean let's say we were seriously into this planet hardcore right and we find out that the planet that we've taken ages to find in the middle of fucking nowhere has suddenly got somebody else mooching about which we don't want yeah and we want to get we want to get rid of them well you don't really want to really nilly that's just, a bit extreme in it well you know it's half <laughs> the planet and and so you don't want to really nilly just go what and blow him up doing to him? oh my god and, and you turn out it turns out that he's part of some giant corporate alliance and their their fleet is like 10,000 strong with with 16 idrises and you're like, fuck, we've just upset like the wrong person. We just punched, you know, B.A. Baracus by accident, effectively. <laughs> and and so I think it's going to be important to look somebody up and do some research on them to find out whether or not you can... Well, I'll, I can tell you that uh, B.A. Baracus doesn't actually fly. So... Yeah, that's true. He's not going to be... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Even just, like, <laughs> little logos on the side of the ships. Mm. Corp logos. And you can look at it and go, oh, who's that? And... Yeah, you need to do some research into it. I think it's quite important. But that stuff needs to be on the Moby Glass, or you know, integrated somehow. It does. It has to be quick, and, and yeah, you need everything. to be able to punch it in quick, smart, and find out straight away who you're dealing with. What um, What did you think of Star Marine and the announcements they were making? Uh, Station Damien, Echo Eleven, and all that sort of stuff. Four v four, twelve v twelve, bring it. Match twelve v twelve looks cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't see it. I mean, I, I, I look at it as the same as I look at um, Arena Commander. It's just a forum for, like, testing, I guess. Sure. And, like, yeah, bring it, man. I'm up for it. I want to get amongst it. That sounds good. I mean, I think I'd, I'd really be able to... I'd love to get into that. Because that's in 2.6, I think. Yeah, yeah, yep. So I'd really like to get into that this year. It would be sure. lovely if we could. I just uh, killed three people on the way to try and <laughs> write my security status in the game because I'm spawning in Yellow Bella or whatever it's called. So how did you do that? Well, I uh, here we go. I got myself a Hornet, right? And I flew in on the dark side of the station at Kila. Korea. Korea, that's it. Korea. So, so, so flew in on the dark side, why? Because well, I didn't want to be seen because they can shoot you. We did it before, didn't we? We did and it before. And especially because I'm a criminal, they like they they get a little. He's a criminal, I think. Yeah, right, he's head, weapons so. free on him. So okay, I flew in on the dark side. So oh, where is this place? It's in the middle of space somewhere. Okay. It's up near a planet. Security and port. Yeah. I I jumped out, EVA'd out flew down and as i was flew down i could see a guy like waiting near the landing pads so i took him out real player like, or an npc real player i was like right take him out opened up the the doors as soon as like the doors opened up from that there was a guy stood right around the corner took him out i was like yes here was we go. he weapons ready 
Yeah, he was he was shooting at me, but he hurt okay. my he damaged my arm a bit. My arm went a bit yellow on the thing, but it okay. didn't actually do anything. So I don't know what quite what that means. Ma- managed to make my way down into like this big central room, which has loads of corridors leading off of it into the exits and went up to the main computer in the front hit f or whatever and it started to do like some hacking thing and i i thought right i've probably got to wait here so i hid in the corner and then some other bloke kind of ran in the room like oh what's going on something's been activated and i took him out and i was like yes here we go (laughs) nice i think when you do the mission arc for the icc probe you do like a couple of search you know search for the black box style gubbins and then once you've done that the, uh, well, the mission that I got last was to go as a security personnel to Korea and obviously repel anyone trying to hack the uh, the module in the middle. So that yeah, I didn't actually do, like because man, I'd been online for like five hours or something. So I <laughs> I went offline and then it's now back to starting again and you know going to find these things. But I think that's why it's quite busy there because there are people that have been given the mission to repel yeah. people like Ed from doing it so the first time we went there we're like we're like yeah we'll just go rock up in the front door we landed night well not so nicely walked in the front door as soon as we'd cycled the uh the airlock there was a guy there with some plasma shotgun who downed both of us straight away he was waiting for us immediately and uh yeah so that's why i guess you went the back way right that's why i was ready for it i was like like yeah i went in full stealth mode ready to uh take him out Mm. That's missions at the moment as where we are. In 3.0, they're going to introduce trading, cargo transport, piracy and smuggling, mercenary, and bounty hunter roles. Nice. So that's going to like take that up a notch. So Stanton is going to get a bit bigger. Nice. They're saying that they'll introduce a few more planets. They're not saying how many. And the first part of Squadron 42 will be out before 3.0, they said as well, which I thought... Well, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a possible variable. But the the way they seem to talk about it, it seems to go 2.6, then 3.0. There isn't isn't a 2.8, you know. I was under the impression that they were adding three planets, but one of which is just uh, like um, a gas giant that you can look at, much in the same way that Crusader is. I thought that they were adding like a desolation sort of ice planet. That, they won't uh, say how many. It says really? Stanton system rollout. Uh, they won't. They won't admit to how many. And that, maybe they don't know how many they can get ready. Sure. Depending on when other things are ready, I don't think they'll want to hold it up to put yeah, more yeah. planets in. Um, That's cool. That's fine. Uh, but it's quite a major. The steps now are big steps. Well, they've done all the hard work with the sort of redoing the cryengine and building whatever they call it, like yeah. those, I don't know, citizen, well, I don't know what they call it, but that sort of their version of the cryengine. Yeah. Uh, that's all pretty much done. So it's just work, working on the finer points and then assets, man. So when 3.0 rolls around, let's hypothetically say February, right? Mm. What Trading cargo transport piracy and smuggling mercenary and bounty hunting yeah where are we, where are we at well your your constellation mate <laughs> yeah well one of the ships that they're going to put into the game properly is the constellation nice the drake caterpillar the dragonfly and the rsi ursa rover and the right. other things that yep. are coming in so i uh, hopefully they would have been over the constellation and worked all the chibi shit out and they also said that they want to be out and dock ships in ships Right, okay. Which includes, that is quite a major thing for the Constellation, because the Merlin 
yeah at the moment you can i mean we found out the other day you can sit in it but you can't go anywhere you can't undock it undock uh from from the connie so yeah but if i mean personally straight away i just get excited about like being piracy and smuggling it's pretty sure. cool right yeah definitely it's like old school you know yeah. so like sailing the seven seas man uh, it's been nice being able to fly all these uh, all these ships that I've not had the opportunity to before, you know. Free fly, yeah. Yeah, no, I've become Rep quite addicted. whistle. Oh, man, the, um, the freelancer, it, like, at first, I, it doesn't look that nice, in my opinion. It looks like... It's named a, after a game, isn't it? Yeah, one of Chris Roberts' games. Yeah. Uh, but it's so nice, man. It, I thought it was really cool, and, like, uh, we were sort of speculating onto the, like... Because it's it's empty in the back. It's basically a, an empty hull, and you, they're going to put like conformed cargo, aren't they? They've got a cargo system, right? They've already. You could probably read a really long post about it. Sure. But they've, they've talked about all the different shapes and how they've made sure that all of the cargo fits appropriately cool. in all the different ships. So I assume that's a cargo space or a vehicle space. But regarding kind of, smuggling, I mean, what? How many um, Kiji natives could we get in the in the back? <laughs> and how how was <laughs> how was someone in a position of authority, like uh, someone from the police, let's say, uh, going to know? Are they going to scan your ship, or are they going to like request boarding, or depending yeah. on how f close we fly to them? Or sure. It's I like the idea that Ed, it's your job in the back to keep throwing water on them so they don't die. <laughs> Because we've we've robbed them from like a water-based world or something. <laughs> and people drink them and get high. <laughs> Sell them as, as drugs. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> but no, I mean the big steps. I mean this this three point zero, and then three point one is mining, nice finding and processing, which that would technically mean money. I mean the only reason yep. to mine is to earn money. Sure, money. Or but just, also, money, money, just, to, money. just to flesh out how to do it, as well. Uh, I think that that's going to run really, really nicely hand in hand with uh, with the piracy, because obviously, you know, going yeah. out and harassing miners and stuff like that, or can being flipping, yeah, can flipping like a mofo. But also, that also opens a job for like security patrols. It's more viable now, like because well, you know, things on the list: quantum interdiction. Ooh. Ooh. Pull you out of warp. Nice. Bitch. That's cool. I, I mean, that's, that's, like that's the, major. That's in the most recent Star Trek film as well, that quantum interdiction where he's got that bigger one and he pulls him out of warp. Right. Like, they both warp together and he pulls that. him out of it. Nice. Right, well, okay. The, <clears throat> is that a bubble? Are we going to have to put a bubble up on hope someone's going to fly through that bubble? Well, I assume it's something along no, those I reckon lines. It'll, it'll be, be like they do in... Um, Elite Dangerous, it'll be similar to that. Sure, I a mini sure, game. How do they do it? How do they do it in that then? Like a mini game, basically. Where how do you know where they? You know, they're in quantum travel. They're flying past you really quick. How do you know they're there? Because you're in quantum travel too, and you can see them as like sort of comets flying through um, sub, you know, subspace. I guess sort of on their way to the destination. So you're constantly moving. Yes. And they're constantly moving. Yes. And you hope that you have. You've got to try and get up behind them, basically. It's like a dogfight, but at sort Inside of quantum, quantum speeds. Yeah. So, so that'd be quite fuel heavy, wouldn't it? 
Mm, quantum fuel goes down pretty quick, man. You, you know, with the freelancer after about three or four jumps is at, at sort of seventy percent fuel. So, mm. so if you're fucking about in quantum trying to catch somebody and interdict them, yeah, you'd be spending a lot of quantum fuel. Yeah. Well, it might be a case that you were having a fight with someone and they've jumped into quantum goodness, and you go right, fucking hell, let's go after them mm-hmm. like, and chase them into it, sure, and try and pull them out of it. And I hate also, to always bring Eve up, but it's a natural comparison because it's the closest it, thing we've yeah. got. And and with that, obviously, warping away, once you've managed to warp, you are safe, technically, sure. to a certain extent, in Eve. There was never anything that could get you after you. It's just it was all about stopping them from warping, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Or catching them at the other end. Having another could... team ready, maybe if you're on comms with some... Well, you could chase stuff. them because you could see where they warp to, so you could warp... And if your ship had a faster warp speed, then you'd catch them up. But um, one thing to note about um, the quantum fuel, don't discount the ability to mine the fuel because there'll be sort of refineries, surely. So, you know... They've announced in 3.1 that they're going to introduce refueling. Refueling. Don't you ref- if well, you're you going to call the beers now, don't Let me refuel for a second. Um, <laughs> but yeah, escorting as well is another but thing. One I don't know why thing. escorting has to be a thing. Maybe it's I, something to do with your class, like if you're, remember, if you're in escort mode. Sorry, go on. No, no, sorry. I, I just, otherwise I'll forget. Like, mm. in EVE, remember when you were in fleet mode, uh, the fleet commander could, if everyone was aligned to a certain place, he could force his teammates into a warp with them, and then you'd all enter the same warp tunnel, or, or you know, I don't Nunnel. know. The nunnel. Uh, so <laughs> there's no real sort of fleet mechanic to do that at this mo- like we've we've so far just said right i'm going there i'll Together. meet you there yeah and and like we found that you can't even see each other in the hud or anything like that maybe it's that's literally what they like, mean by introducing escort as what we need a, a thing because they they put it down as an individual bullet point on three mm. or maybe it's something to do with squadron 42 that they're also going to bring into it sure somehow. yeah so in 3.1 they're adding more planets Nice. Even after they've added more planets in 3.0, and they're adding the Drake Cutlass, the Miss Coal Sea, which is this giant. Mm-hmm. If you've seen that, it's it's like the biggest ship in the game apart from... It's really long, show, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and you can keep adding bits onto the back of it and make it longer. Um, the Miss Prospector, which obviously required for mining, and the Origin 85X, which you know, is just a bit more of a jack-of-all-trades ship. That's but cool. The, again, it's some pretty big stuff. Now, 3.2, no idea when this is, by the way. 3.2 <laughs> could be next December for all the fuck we know. Sure. Salvage, repair, and mercenary covert ops. Ooh. More, so- more solar systems. Solar and a whole systems. massive list. Stolen and a massive more list of ships. The that Reclaimer, means- the Vanguard, the Terrapin. Or, anyway, Salvage. Obviously that's Yeah, that's you know, the one they announced in Germany. Oh, yeah. yeah. That sort of bulletproof thing. Um, that if solar systems are coming, that means jump points will need to be a thing because mm. you can't quantum drive to another. Uh, you can't quantum drive to another solar system. Yeah, you have to use the jump. That sounds like thing. something a great monk would say. Mm, one cannot. <laughs> one cannot. A great monk once said <laughs> to another solar system. But I mean, I I don't. I mean, would repair be so repair? I think you're going to need to buy a space station with a platform. Right. And then you're up against undercutting 
the or giving a better service. I don't know how this would work. Or but the, the 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 P because they're always going to have to be NPC repair stations, aren't there? Sure, but at the same time, there's got to be some sort of forward operating point as well. I mean, it seems a bit stupid to take your fleet across the whole of space to to deck another. Uh, there's no way of and you've got back. to fly all the way back to to heal. So well, I would I'd imagine. Like- there's got to be some modules that you remote, can, or drones, or okay. Yeah. So this could be a good time to talk about the Polaris, right? So the Polaris was a new ship that they announced, which is a Corvette class ship, which replaces seven hundred dollars, wasn't it? Seven hundred dollars. Their biggest sales day in history was the of the last four years was when they announced that for sale. And does it bought, or does it not split into two? Because I saw the pictures that I've seen about it. it does it, not the front split into end, two can like come into two I don't parts. think it's a it's a Star Trek you know shit we're no. going to explode jets and the engines let's go it's got like a pad a, like a docking pad on top of it that yeah. drops down within the ship though yeah it has yeah so it that this thing right it can I'll give you the quick overview because it it's quite important I think as the influence this could have the Polaris is a nimble covert class capital ship that packs a powerful punch and a full armament of turrets and torpedoes Intended for use as both a naval patrol ship and to serve as a flagship of militia operations, Polaris has the capacity to perform search and rescue, light strike missions, general security patrols. It includes the facilities to repair, rearm, and refuel a single fighter, bomber, or support It's jack ships. of all, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Jack of all, master of fuck all. So let's talk, well, maybe, but let's talk about the whole concept we were just saying. You've gone, you've gone all the way over to the other side of, of, of Sol, and you've decked somebody, but you've spent all of your everything to do it. Sure. Have you left your Polaris halfway or within, within a radio comms distance to come in when it's safe and sort everyone out? Well, considering the amount of turrets and unmanned turrets Safe, pylons, safely. It, when retali- ret- retaliation comes by, you've got lots of stuff, you know, to help you deal with the fact you've got a limp, wounded fleet right now. Well, it it depends because I don't think people are taking into account the upkeep of these ships. Like a seven hundred dollar ship, or what is it, five hundred and something quid? Uh, that we we broke our um, freelancer. The other day, I blew a wing off, and it cost a thousand Alpha UEC to to fix. What are you doing? Ed? Yeah, what is that noise? <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm making a cup of tea. <laughs> ah, right. I, I think I the kettle's mic off. The yeah. kettle's obviously a constant, but the the mic's picking it up every now and again, so it sounds like you're spraying cream. <laughs> <laughs> I think a bit naughty, but yeah, so that's like, cool. like it costs a thousand Alpha UEC to to repair the freelancer, right? We Which don't even is, know if that's balanced yet. I mean, sh- that of course, but. You know, yeah, exactly. oh, it yeah. might come down, but it's likely that it will go up. So, and when they bring fuel into it and maintenance, repair costs, all this sort of stuff, if you're not just repairing your own ship but repairing others, you're going to need like a massive industrial sort of infrastructure just to support that one ship. Yeah. So, you're going to want to be damn careful with it. If it gets blasted, you know, you're going to have to have some mighty insurance on it and it's going to have to be, re- you know, fully stocked. You know, well, I that, just that brings up the question of the, all the lifetime insurance stuff and what does sure. that mean for the game? Well, it won't include anything well. on board, right? It won't include any weapon no. changes you've made. And what if it's like every other game ever released, 
where when you buy the ship, the guns it comes with, no one ever fucking uses them. Because they're whack. They're whack as fuck. It's the same yeah. with, you know, Mech Warrior. No one uses the guns that come with the mech when you buy it. Everyone spends loads of money changing them. And it's every game's like that, right? So not you're going to get another duff ship again, effectively. <laughs> to be fair, though, there is a lot of stuff that's still to be determined. Like, yes, you know, it has all of the engines, all of the maneuvering, the power plants, the shields... Like, there's a little tab that just says additional equipment. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's, I'll, I'll try and get back to the point about the Polaris that I'm trying to... I'd, yeah. like, I'd like to discuss, really, is how is that going to affect a game when it's, you've got a 999 of what is effectively an endgame ship, as far as we're concerned? It's not quite Titan-class hmm. from EVE, but it's, it's close to it, right? Yeah. So they're readily available in the hands of everyone. Well, well, you know, in, in, not everyone, but... It, Everyone's north... just going to be flying them into battle all the time, or, you know... Does uh, all... that mean there's just going to be this amazing... You know, like the first days in America when they were claiming the land? The frontier. The frontier yeah. period. At the beginning of this game, there's going to be so many rich fucking noobs... Sure. Effectively, of just flying massive ships, and it's like, oh my god, let's just fucking get our shopping basket <laughs> and walk around and put all these lovely yeah. ships in with nothing to lose <laughs> as well. Like yeah, we're just in, we're just in a couple of little ships and shit, and they don't know. They haven't got. They've got NPCs manning all the turrets, which they haven't skilled up yet. I don't know how it's going to work, or, but um, I don't know, man. Is it like that, or is it going to ruin the game because everyone's? There's no, you can't go and attack anyone because everyone's got fucking shit hot stuff. Well, this is it. Like the with a crew requirement of twenty four people. I mean, you can yep. probably, you could, I would say, strip that down somewhat. It's not going to, you know, not always going to need sure, 24, but no way. If uh, even in a freelancer, if you're if you're on your own, uh, you're you're missing a turret, uh, one turret, and with these like six manned turrets, if you're down six men uh, and you're out, like I'm going to take my Polaris for a spin, you're going to get your ass handed to you, man, by like a small yeah. fleet. And you. Don't always be able to hire the NPC nope. people to come in there and do that for you. So, how long is it going to take? How long should it take? Two weeks. A better question. To, to either earn the money for this ship or to destroy one of these ships. A uh, few months. Oh, to destroy one. I would say. Well, it depends. Man. Is it going to be the whole night? Are you going to need eight hours dedicated? Like pounding it, pounding the shit out of this. Polaris. I don't know. No, what, I didn't think it was going to be like that. I don't what know. Are you, what, what are like, you imagining? Just give me what you think your brain is. is couple of hours. Like working out at the moment. Like, couple what are you of hours. It depends though, because we we were in the Super Hornet the other night, and we were fighting against a Hornet, and uh, I was in the, the back turret, and it was just this like we we're doing these sort of. It was like jousting, man. We were like Fly flying by. past, yeah, well, and they know turning, got a with that. Fly, flying by, and so it depends on on you know what you're in and who's manning the Polaris, and you know all that sort of stuff. So if we brought some, if effectively, let's talk about like. Eve related stuff. So let's say a nemesis with it's got some giant torpedoy type bombs on board. Tor- torps, yeah. Yeah. We're talking like you make sure you've got a bomber in your fleet. Yeah. You're not definitely. gonna be able to take down any Corvette without a bomber to 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 make the hole required for your other guns to make a damage point. Mm. Like to bring it back to Eve again, taking a Titan down in Eve doesn't actually take that long. Right, okay. But it's because the server goes into time dilation, so every action starts to slow down, and it goes to like you know, 
four, five, six hundred percent slower than real life mm. does. So it slows right down. But even then, like you know, in an evening, in a massive fight, they'll kill like fifth, ten, fifteen in a huge fight of these things. So it, right, they, they do drop an equivalent chip, isn't it? Effectively, I mean, cost-wise, in real money. Yeah. So, also, it depends on how they're going to go about e-war and, like, ele- electronic warfare, because uh, Polaris, you know, it, 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 as mighty a beast it is, if it can't mitigate, like, a little a little hack here or there, or if someone can turn their shields off and get people aboard, then you're, it, done yeah. for, you're done for. Would, what about, like, a Polaris versus a Polaris? Would that just go on continuously? Because I, the mm. shields are too good to be able to sort of counteract just one Polaris weapon. But, you know, that goes back to the old days of like um pirate ships and cannons and stuff like that you know it depends on your positioning and all that sort of stuff so don't know man don't know <laughs> i find it quite interesting how this is all going to be balanced out i think they do as well they don't have a clue man Maybe. they're just sort of working it out as and when it comes along aren't they <clears throat> i'll be honest like being aboard that starfarer uh and sort of running around the corridors of the of the starfarer and like that's nowhere near the size of uh of the polaris and i got lost in there i didn't like the idea of being on a ship that's all tunnels and corridors and rooms whilst there's a massive battle and we're getting pounded like i just yeah. don't it's like claustrophobic i want to be i want to be like the constellation's cool because it's it's a front middle and a back and the freelancer's cool because it's the same and you can see like you know what's going on but the polaris even if you do f4 and do the like f- you know third person view you're still gonna you're still not gonna know where the hell you know you I want know that- the loads outs for, for everything but that's the captain gets all the loads out and yeah. fills down the things to the engines and to everything so that people can do their separate roles to make you know the whole thing work and everything and i think that's kind of cool in a way to say that like oh yeah i was in this massive battle but i was just controlling the shields the whole time <laughs> one ship, like you know the the constellation's got two man turrets. Yes. And Polaris has got five man turrets. I thought it was six. No, it's five. Manned. Uh, oh, six. No, it is yeah, six. Yeah, six. Six S4s. No yeah, big turrets, so, man. I mean, <clears throat> it, uh, two versus six. I don't know how important that is. Or it's it's hard to know right now. It is. They we'll were just... saying in, in this during this all the citizen con one of the little bits that i picked up on was the fact that you're not going to be able to get into a pilot's seat wearing armor sure yeah so but if then- you'll get docked and we're invading your ship to kill everyone on board you've got to leave your seat get to the locker room get your kit on to be able to not be super squishy but that's so being- going to be a big tactic for the people boarding to segregate off the locker room Sure. That's, that's well, the first point to you, go to, isn't it? You would like Unless to think there's internal defence systems, which I don't know if there will be. I would. I wouldn't have. If I was a Polaris pilot and we were going into battle, I'd have it. I'd have like a fire team on board. Minimum crew on station. Absolutely. Maximum crew kitted up. Yeah. Maybe right. Exactly. Yeah. Like that just know. goes back to what you were saying earlier. You've got ten guys in your hold 
not knowing what's going on, hearing all the guns fire everywhere, you Hoping know, you and, get and then all comms. of it, and then yeah, then all of a sudden the fucking back door opens and you just Ling running come out, in. like yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it, like you know, like the beginning of Star Wars: off. A New Hope when they're all waiting for Darth Vader to Darth come Vader through to that come door. Through. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You're I was not thinking prepared. more like Saving Private Ryan when the boat hits right. the shore. And, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> the oh, I saw a great trailer for a new. Um, is the who's is it Nolan who did uh, co- uh, the co- um, Interstellar and all yeah. those other ones and and was the yeah. dream within a dream within a dream Christopher mm-hmm. Nolan Inception his new, his new movie is about Dunkirk in World That's War right. II. Oh, yeah. it's amazing cool. the trailer for that he got a ton of dollars straight away before he even started filming they yeah, gave him shit tons and said go awesome for it anyway but yeah no so I, I think combat and, and balancing all this out if it if I've spent 500 pounds on a ship I want it to not be squishy and I want it to be able to get away from trouble and I don't, it's going to be a really interesting times you know for, but then again think of like ships like the Endeavour and you know the, those sort of dedicated um, industrial or scientific ships that I mean what sort of you know they're enormous they're absolutely enormous and I've daydreamed about breaking into one of them and just burning all the crops man <laughs> or like or robbing it and just you know getting to the bridge and stuff like that so well they're talking about crops in 3.3 which we don't know when that's released they're introducing right. farming okay as a career Okay, so that, yeah. Additional solar systems and locations Mm. and rescue as a career. So could you be a moisture farmer on Tatooine Mm. like uh, Luke and his... They're also adding the Banu Merchantman, the 890 Jump, the Anvil Carrick and the Miskreline, all pretty big ships. The Carrick's enormous as well, yeah. So they're really putting the big shit in by then, 3.3, which is quite... And then in 4... Which technically, I suppose, would be a major thing. It's jump points, right? Travel to multiple star systems. Mm-hmm. So not not when you're expecting it, really. So quite I a bit later on to add that in. Bigger when Star Marine comes out because we can have a blip at some like first person instant action fun, which yes. is going to be reinvigorate it back into the game a little bit more, and it will help them a lot. You know. D- designing their first person element and how it all works and fleshing it all out and stuff so if they bring star marine out you know before christmas then that'll sort of like keep people interested then they can take quite a while with the 3.0 i reckon sure so what did you think of the the desert play that they did so landing on the planet you know from space I understand that they were using the, the the engine that they've created and everything as well, but it still felt very tech demo-y. This is made for the presentation. It, well, it exactly uh, was. Yeah, but, uh, and you know, these aren't going to be the assets necessarily that are in the game and stuff, or that, you know, this is just going to be just for the presentation kind of playthrough thing to give you a representation of what the missions could be like and stuff in the future using this tech. There's so no I did... build limit to the like where you can see. Yeah. Mm. That was probably the biggest thing I took away from this was when he looked up with the scope and saw the space station in the sky. Mm. That that was and that's not a 
Skybox. Other, other developers are interested in that as well, and they've you know that's amazing technology to be able. So to do, do you do think that that, that, that means if um if you're planet side and you look up at that space station and you zoom in, right, uh, and there's I don't a know, battle? Yeah, could you see the, the? You could. They could exactly see the battle. Yeah, in reverse, the reverse. They talked about that exact scenario. Oh wow, cool. And also the fact that where you see that space station on that planet will change the longer you stay on that planet right. because that planet's rotating. Orbiting. Yeah. yeah. The planet rotates, but it doesn't orbit, I think. No, it, no well, it, it's different around the, its position on the sun, isn't it? The sun stays fixed, but the planet moves. I've heard so, that the planet spins on its axis, but it doesn't orbit. Well, certainly, right. like, I know Stanton's currently just the mini PU or whatever, but they all stay exactly the same. Sure. That, no, I don't think it's in yet. Sure. Yeah, I mean, what do you think about the gunplay, the shooting of the sand people? Anything cool. Anything stood out on that yeah, for you? It, it, it seemed a bit too easy, but uh, it was just yeah. so he doesn't get shot, I suppose. Yeah, you don't want to die on the demo. That would be <laughs> pretty wet. If you notice, that when he... And it was obviously part of what had been planned. But he's on the, the bike. Mm. And he takes some really convoluted routes to get yeah. where he's getting. In real games, no one does that. They go straight. Yeah. If it's in Grand Theft Auto, you drive across the park. Not, you go if, straight, not you know. if there's a massive ravine or hill that you have to work your way around. I think that's what they were trying to, sh to get at, is that you know, you're going to have to assess the way that you get there. Geological, yeah, sort of. Are they uh, saying obstacles. now? You know, they had quite an embarrassing moment in in Germany. If you remember during the tech demo, they couldn't land he the wet ship. Himself. <laughs> I don't know if that happened. He <laughs> couldn't land the ship on a level piece of ground. Yeah. So they couldn't get it back in. The, uh, yeah. the, the ramp was had a gap underneath it. So in this one, he landed on a platform. Mm -hmm. I don't want to land that far away. Sure. I mean, You're yeah. Not, or if gave the him the warning, there, you want to be like, well, I'll get back in the ship, fly I'll over to fly that another point. couple of hundred meters. Yeah. I mean, a bit like you would in in uh, No Man's Sky to a certain extent. You know, you try and land as close as possible, don't you? But again, maybe the mission entailed you to do it in that way for that thing or That's something. That's going to piss me off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and maybe I could get a different type of land coverage device, so I could a helicopter rather than a bike or something. You know, I don't know. I, I, I thought the whole sandworm thing was a bit cheese. Why didn't they? Yeah, I thought that was uh, maybe having a go at No Man's Sky a little bit as well. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. That's I cool. want I want a sandworm in it because that's what No Man's yeah, Sky used in a about. lot of their advertisement and everything that wasn't in there. Interesting. I didn't catch up on that, to be honest. That and obviously the ties to Dune and uh, Well, that's sandworms. where I came from, of course. Yeah. It was Dune. But, um, I mean, there was this whole feeling inside i think in chris roberts's head and i heard him mention it a little bit in reverse reverse recently where he's kind of like got, he's got all of his favorite sci-fi films ever and he's yeah. building planets around them which so, is what everybody else wants as well isn't it you it know? is really like, i want I that wanna... you know that where yoda lives that yeah Dagobah. Dagobah. i want, I want I to go to lv426 and fight xenomorph yeah why not? You will be able to. Uh, Bring back know, a facehugger and drop you, it on the Polaris and I'm watch sure it go ruckus. I want to go see Whoopi Goldberg, mate. Find her eyebrows. Go yeah. and get some advice off her in the bar. I got the feeling that he's just, he's had like, 
um, a different sci-fi movie every night for the last few years <laughs> and every time he gets home to decompress and he's just sort of been making notes about like things he can put in from all of his favourite movies yeah good that's a wicked way to go I yeah think. it's not bad is it it's not bad what did you think of the sandstorm and it being like oh fucking hell yeah. we've all got to get inside because there's a fucking sandstorm coming again that's the third <laughs> one since we've been here that we've all got to get back inside that, that's the reality of it though isn't it no one really wants to have to deal with sandstorms yeah but i think your idea of some things that are perhaps annoying other people are going to find really immersive and sure. if it happens play. once a day it, it can't it can't it can't happen every hour on the hour sandstorm time get by oh watch out it Two rolled over to- pretty quick though didn't it like- it did it did in the tech demo it did yeah that's what I mean. They just trying to represent things that could happen within this. It, it's not, you know, you're getting annoyed at the game. Like maybe <laughs> I'm just. I know what it's like it's to really there. play this thing though, and you're really playing it every day. Mm. And we, you yeah. know, because effectively we could just hang out in maybe one sixth of this entire universe. You know, I don't yeah. know. Well, in I know the, that you're end. now not going to the dusty planet. Acid rain on the other one. Fucking hell, acid rain again. Radiation but, on ass- the next. Look, assuming I can, I can mine and I can earn money and then I can use that money to buy stuff so I'm unaffected by any of that shit. That's cool. I'm happy to do that. That's fine. Why don't you fly above them, look down at the sandstorm rolling over and just go... <laughs> I'm not I'm not doing that mission. Yeah, because I can see the weather system from space. It's coming in, guys. I hope, I hope they do that. That would be good if it's true. But no, okay. Well, yeah, overall, though, coming out of it, it's quite an exciting four years in to see the milestones they've reached, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And it's got what's me excited planned. about it. Are they yeah. just? Are they going to get to a point though where they go, "Oh, we've, we're, we're 64 bit was all right, but now we're going to rebuild the whole 128 in a 128," <laughs> yeah. and everyone's yes, going to be like, "Yeah, effectively. yeah, okay." <laughs> like, <laughs> Start again. Let's put it on Kickstarter. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I mean, yeah, that's probably true. But I think the maths on 64 bit, like you were saying, you looked into it. It's pretty crazy, isn't it? The difference it makes. Just massive numbers that you can't even comprehend. Comprehend. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really chuffed about it. It's the main thing. I, I was chatting to Chart yesterday about this, and I was saying there's nothing, nothing I'm really that excited about. Uh, the next Halo, I just I'm not. They're not going to get that right. I haven't bought the new Gears of War. Right? I'm not that excited about that. There is no great result from Daisy, you know, standalone that hasn't materialised. No. There, Titan, there is Titanfall Two. I Titanfall don't know. Bird. Yeah, remake Battlefield of Battlefield 1. Yeah. Uh, there isn't anything apart from this, really, though, that I'm dead excited about. Obviously, we've just had the, a lot of really good content come out about it as well. And I was trying to think the last time when I was into Star Citizen again, and it was when they had the next great starship. Yeah, I love that. They really need to good. do something like that again. I wish they would. Building the community up to, to doing something as well. And I was thinking they're bringing in procedural planets. Mm, Artist tweaked procedural planets yeah, yeah but wouldn't it be cool to get some of the community to tweak mm, some of would, the planets yeah. if there's going to be so many that it, that would help speed up development as well yeah that wouldn't wouldn't be a bad idea i think design the, an oasis or i mean something, some of the guys right? from that next great starship do work there now that would be cool if the, the, the community could design assets that the the team developing the game could use if they wanted to in the game to fill out the universe or something and like and you know Definitely. wouldn't it be cool to go oh man see that toilet roll holder i designed I that. Made like, that. Yeah. 
for like some of the i mean there's a, if they implement star marine and you know there's going to be base bases and stuff there's got to be land for you. obviously you've got the dragonfly and the little rovers and stuff but there'll be military based ones i'm sure so maybe the next great space tank or you know something like that yeah well just building a base yeah that'd be quite cool a defense base yeah Anyway, we probably start sitting to death. Um, I don't know how long we've been talking about it, but we're really excited about it and we're going to play it. And if you are listening to this podcast and you would like to play some Star Citizen with us, of course, reach out, send us a message on our, our organization. Yeah, you can come and join our org. You can yeah, so send us a message on our website or in the comments on YouTube or whatever. And um, yeah, we'll hook you up. And uh, yeah, we can, we can ride the, the space cowboy lanes together. All right. Our organization's called Sentinel Reprieve. Our little sort of handle is SREP. So you can find us on the website there if you want to. And um, yeah, we'll accept you. But for now, and we'll see you in about four weeks' time, thanks, Eddie Rio, for being around on Saturday night. Thank you. Thanks, Fear for Maud as well, <laughs> expectant father. We yeah, might not see pleasure. you next month. No, but I'll be here in spirit, so yeah. don't worry. <laughs> and um, for everyone at Old Gaming, and um, yeah, see you soon. Night, night. Bye. Bye.